Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, it's Chappelle. Somebody came out about three years ago. And since then, there's a lot of things that has been happening in Courtney's case. So I want to make sure I catch you up to date. Since this podcast came out, one of Courtney's sisters got married. And now I'm a grandmother of two. One name is Josiah and the other one name is Justice. Say, I love you. I love you so much, Justice. As a family, we've been going places that I know Courtney would love. Hey, Facebook. We are on our cruise. Go, Jasmine. Go, Alex. And we were having so much fun, but I was always thinking of Courtney in the background because I know that this is what he loved to do. The water's so beautiful here. Every year, we have the Courtney Copeland Memorial Foundation Gala. All right, for all you models who came out tonight, let's go. And Courtney Copeland's grandmother. We're still one justice for Courtney. And that's where we're focusing on now, to find the individuals 
who did this to him to change the policies with the Chicago Police Department and even change the laws regarding transporting gunshot victims to the hospitals. It needs to be a change. Here's my husband, Brent. It's like a club that no one wants to get into, but the sad reality is that we're in it, but let's lean on each other for support to help us get through this together. Because of somebody, a lot of people became interested in his story. My prayers go out to you guys. I hope that you are able to find peace of mind and know that your son, Courtney, is looking down on you, smiling for everything that you've done for him so far. I love this woman. Tell her to keep up the good work. I admire her. And may God bless her and her family. I just wanted to let you know that you're being heard everywhere. We hear you. We we hear your son's story and the heartbreak. I am speaking on behalf of our family. Uh, my oldest sister was murdered in 1989. And I just really appreciated the honesty of the podcast and the openness that this family shared. Having this story out there brings awareness. Um, I just hope she knows there's a lot of us that support her and will think of her and will continue to fight for the racial injustice um, that happens here in our own city. Uh, There's people all over that are going to be fighting with you. You understand that in this country, there is almost no family of any homicide victim who believes that the police are doing enough. Everybody wants to see more of an effort. Believe it or not, I was even on Dateline. I don't think that a lot of families have access to the evidence that I had. I was able to tell the whole world about what happened to Courtney that night. Because of the exposure that Dateline gave us, even the local stations like Channel 11 highlighted Courtney's story. Not only does Chaperl Well want to know who killed her son, but she also wants to know why Chicago police officers didn't do more to assist her wounded son and why he died while handcuffed after asking officers for help. The city of Chicago's inspector general actually took a look at the case just to try to see if the Chicago Police Department did what they were supposed to do. Talking for one minute, just about yeah. the uh, inspector general's report. <laughs> It's weird. The whole thing is weird. It's not weird. It's very strategic, I believe. On whose part? CPD. So the Inspector General report came out approximately about a year ago. In that four-paragraph summary, it gave important information. It validated a lot of what our investigation uncovered. It definitely said, without a doubt... Courtney Copeland was handcuffed by Chicago police. It also stated whoever handcuffed him needed to be with him in the ambulance. And because they weren't, that violated CPD policy. The inspector general recommended that the sergeant be disciplined for his actions. But here's what the police said. CPD stated that it does not agree that the Office of the Inspector General proved by a preponderance of the evidence that the victim was, in fact, handcuffed prior to being transported to the hospital. How did you feel when you read that? I was pissed off. 
I was literally upset because I'm like, dang, my thing is that you took all of my son's dignity in the final moments of his life. You made a mistake. And even almost six years later, you can't admit it. So basically, even the IG recognized that Courtney was indeed handcuffed. But CPD still denies that fact to this day. And instead of disciplining the sergeant, they gave him a simple reprimand. They didn't take him off the force. They didn't put him on desk duty. They gave him a reprimand. Another thing that the IG report highlighted was the treatment that I received from the detectives at the police station. Y'all remember this? Well, here, I have some. No, 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 you're, you're saying a lot of things. Tell me well, one. I, I, I'm going to give you Tell me what one. I, I was upset the way they treated me because here I am, a grieving mother, asking what happened to my son, and this is how I was treated. Whether you, you thank me or tell me to get fucked at the end of all of this, it doesn't matter. It doesn't well, matter. No, I'm definitely going to thank you because that's my goal. Yeah, well, I want to know why my 22 well, year old son was murdered. Well, so do I. Yeah. So yeah. do I. But no apparent reason. So do I. But it, it, as far as this whole black, brown, green shit, no, it doesn't I'm matter. The IG agreed with me that I was being disrespected. But by the time that they said that, the detective had already retired. The IG said that if the detective tried to re-enlist with the Chicago Police Department, that he shouldn't be rehired. And they wanted that put in his file. But guess what? CPD also refused to do that. Now I'm going to turn this over to Allison so she can give you further updates. Hey, Allison. Hey, Chaparral. You know, there was one thing that came out of this report that has the potential to do a lot of good. A change in policy that the inspector general recommended based on the very circumstances of Courtney's death. Now, this may seem like common sense, but the recommendation is this. The department should review its policies about providing first aid to injured people they encounter and transport them to hospitals. You remember Scoop and Run from the podcast? When officers scoop up people who are hurt and run them to the hospital, it saves lives. But at the time of Courtney's death, the only thing officers were required to do was call an ambulance. That's the bare minimum, and that's exactly what they did. Back in 2016, if you can believe this, police only had to provide first aid to people who they had shot themselves, not people like Courtney, who came to them with a gunshot wound. To think that they had the choice is unbelievable to me. CPD agreed to review their policies about all this stuff the inspector general exposed, but it appears that the department has taken no action to update anything. A grieving mother is looking for answers and the full report by the city's inspector general into the killing of her 22-year-old son, Courtney Copeland. And above all, Chaparral wants to know who handcuffed Courtney. The city's law office has refused to turn over the full report. 
It's like a black hole where investigations go to die in secrecy. Chaparral got the final denial a couple weeks ago. It's Sunday morning. I'm sitting here at my dining room table. And it took me a while to actually even think about recording something. Because I just feel so drained about not being able to find out the truth about what happened to my son. It is official. Chicago has elected a new mayor. Progressive Democrat Brandon Johnson defeated fellow Democrat Paul Vallis in a close runoff race. He will now take Mayor Lori Lightfoot's seat. Johnson is a teacher's... These past few weeks, Chappelle's been feeling more hopeful, and that's because Chicago's getting a big change. Brandon Johnson is a former teacher and county commissioner, and Chappelle campaigned for him. Hey, Chappelle. Hey, Allison. How are you? I'm good. How are you? As soon as I heard Johnson committed to releasing Inspector General investigations, I called Shapiro. I love hearing that. That's great. I know. <laughs> After all this fighting, all it takes is a new mayor to just promise to do that in a questionnaire. So it's so important, you know, that we actually get this information out. Not just for me, but, you know, any of these other cases that they're holding back, giving us all the details. I think it's, you know, so crucial for the public to really find out what's actually happening in Chicago. There's another development I want to tell you guys about as well. So I'm sitting in the car right before I'm going to meet the new sergeant that's handling Courtney's case. Courtney's case is now out of the cold case unit. Okay, we're back in the car. Yes. And I would say that, you know, I felt this time for the first time meeting with CPD that they actually listen to the details of the case and what we had did in our investigation. And so I'm hopeful. I think that they realize that I'm not going anywhere and that I'm going to keep pressing forward and trying to get justice for Courtney. Well, he he, he asked about three or four times if we were recording. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, you know, you're thinking we're recording and, you know, he's worried about, you know, being on a hot mic. This is Sergeant Keller. He was very, very careful in what he stated and how he said things. And he just basically listened. But, you know, I shouldn't have had to record the police. I should have been treated with dignity and respect. They never expected me to be the type of parent that will continue to ask questions and follow up. And, and I made it clear to Keller and Perez that I'm going to be in your face. You know, you have this case now. I want follow up. I don't want to. That was a year ago. But I can say that the detective has been giving me regular updates on Courtney's case. He's actually even re-interviewed some of the people that we interviewed during the podcast. So right now, I feel hopeful that maybe in the future we'll get some answers. I don't know if Courtney will receive justice, but I know I won't stop fighting for justice for him. And I'll continue to fight until my last breath. 
We'd love to hear from you. Email us at info at somebodypodcast.com or leave us a voicemail at 773-270-0121. Somebody is a co-production of Topic Studios, The Intercept, The Invisible Institute, and iHeartRadio in association with Tenderfoot TV. This bonus episode was produced by Allison Flowers, Arissa Apentaku, Bill Healy, and Sarah Geis. For the Invisible Institute, Jamie Calvin is executive producer. For Topic Studios, Christy Gressman is executive producer. For The Intercept, Roger Hodge is supervising producer and editor-in-chief. Legal Review by David Braylo. And special thanks to Laura Flynn. Sound design and mix by Bart Warshaw at Cocoon Audio. And our theme music is by Chance the Rapper. Original music for this podcast is by Eric Butler and Nate Fox of The Social Experiment. To learn more about this case and links to additional materials, go to our show page at topicstudios.com slash somebody. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official channel. 
Lounge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.